Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Marone for Westchester Talk Radio. Welcome once again as we get together with our friends from Hightower, Westchester, and today's podcast, Insurance. And we are joined this afternoon with Roman Chosik, the managing partner and director of Hightower, Westchester, and Tim Smith, the regional director from AIMCOR Insurance Group. Welcome, gentlemen. Now, Roman and Tim work together to help clients solve various needs when it comes to insurance planning. Today, we will be discussing various types of insurance, such as life insurance for individuals and business owners, long-term care, and general overview of disability insurance. Let's start with Roman. Can you tell us how you incorporate insurance into your practice? Thanks, Bob. And welcome, Tim, to our first podcast with you. So appreciate you being here. Thank you. So as far as as far as our practice, as as uh, as many of you know and Bob knows, I mean, we're holistic in nature. Our our viewpoint is really starting and ending with financial planning. Uh, but ultimately, what we're focusing in on are families. We do some work with foundations and endowments. And we really have a primary focus around business owners, which we seem there's a specific type of need for them, as we all know. And, and for us, when we start the process, it starts and ends with financial planning. And every single plan, obviously, is customized to people's own individual goals and objectives. And insurance is a real integral part of the overall process, as many of you are involved in that. So it's an important piece to the overall puzzle. And working with Tim and having the right team for us is just very important. We've worked with him for, for a little bit of time now, but from what we're seeing, we're very comfortable in his experience and his team with AIMCOR. We're happy to have him on board. Well, Tim, that brings us to you. Tell us a bit about your practice and how you work with the Hightower Westchester team. Fantastic. And yeah, personally, I uh, started in the business about 30 years ago uh, now. Uh, and have really delved into the world of life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, uh, with a real emphasis on estate planning and business planning. Uh, as Roman mentioned, uh, you know, Hightower is so skilled in the um, financial planning world. And to a lot of people, that means uh, investment planning, you know, and growing your assets. Uh, but what we'd like to do is kind of take that, that second step and talk about protecting uh, those assets and those income streams that they've built so well. Uh, our motto is we protect what you build. Um, so AIMCOR uh, specifically, uh, we've been a, a founding, we are a founding member of AIMCOR group uh, over 12 years ago. And we, our business model is to team up with uh, financial advisors like Roman and their firms uh, to help add that protection element to the portfolios that they're building. Roman, what are some of the types of insurances that you focus on? Yeah, thanks. So, so for us, again, we're broad in nature, and, and we look at this from a really holistic point of view. And um, as much as we do many different things for many different people, I mean, the things that we're going to talk around today are more around life insurance being term, being permanent, we're going to discuss a little bit about long-term care, which is a very timely and, and hot topic these days. And we'll also touch a little bit on disability, which is something that we feel is not necessarily spoken all that much. But when we're dealing with business owners, it's something that we need to cover to make sure they have enough of that as well. Well, those are all important things. And remind me later to talk about buy and sell insurance. Tim, can you give us some insight around 
permanent life. Let's go there first. Permanent life insurance, the landscape there. Why should someone get it? And what is the importance of it? Absolutely. Uh, I would say there's, there are three or four primary reasons why someone would be looking at a, a permanent life insurance plan. Uh, and the first is probably the first one that comes to mind for most people. We call it income replacement. You know, if, if you love somebody, you're married, you have children, uh, your income is important to maintain a lifestyle, that right there is going to be your number one need for life insurance. If, if, if you're not here, uh, can you provide the money that's going to be needed for those people that you love to live the lifestyle that you would wanted to provide for them should you have been here? So family planning and income replacement. For people with a little bit larger estates, uh, we get into estate planning. Uh, and this is a field, you, it's in the news right now. Uh, you know, you have a certain excludable amount of assets when you have a significant estate. Uh, but once you get over a certain point, uh, you, you face estate taxes, uh, both from the federal government and depending on your state and New York, uh, state estate taxes, uh, which can be very significant. Uh, so the idea is that uh, instead of, uh, you know, reducing your estate to pay those estate taxes, why not maybe take a little piece each year to purchase a life insurance policy that will be there to cover those estate taxes when they come due? So estate planning. Uh, along with that is also legacy planning. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're doing the multi-generational planning, are there ways to structure your assets or maybe um, use some life insurance to provide uh, not just income, but the transfer of significant wealth down through the generations. And that often includes uh, trust work. So we get the attorneys involved. Um, and then finally, uh, retirement income planning. So permanent life insurance, we would also call that cash value life insurance, right? And there are some uh, very significant tax advantages around permanent life insurance. Uh, and not to get too deep into the weeds, but essentially a life policy can work a lot like a Roth IRA. Now, mm -hmm. uh, many of Roman's clients um, have Roth IRAs, but others are excluded from having them because their income is too high. Uh, with a life insurance policy, you, know, you can fund a plan with after-tax dollars. Those dollars grow tax-deferred within the policy. So I'm talking about a whole life, a universal life, a variable life those permanent plans. And the real advantage is if and when you ever want to take some distributions out of your policy, they come out tax-free if you structure the, the policy correctly. So it can provide a real advantage for people looking for additional sources of retirement income. And those people typically are the ones who have already maximized their retirement plan at work, like a 401k perhaps. Wow, that's a great use of that. Uh, continuing with you, Tim, Tim, I know Roman's practice works with many business owners. Can you tell us what is important for business owners and what they should be thinking about? Absolutely. I'm going to say there are uh, two, maybe three primary uses. Uh, and the very first is just going to be uh, key person coverage. You know, if, if you're like most businesses, uh, and we often ask the business owner, which person out there? of your 10, 20, 50 employees, which one would be the toughest to lose? 
And that's a pretty, usually a fairly easy question for a business owner to answer, right? It's their, their top sales guy, their operations person, whoever that might be. Uh, and often uh, we want to talk to them about key person coverage. So if they lost that most important, let's just say that the salesperson that brings in half or more of, of all the business, uh, how would that impact the business? And we can write life insurance. The company would be the owner and the beneficiary of a life insurance policy on that person to indemnify the company if something were to happen to that key person. Um, and money to uh, you know, provide the income of lost revenue and or to hire uh, a good replacement, maybe cover their salary for a period of time. So key person coverage is a big one. The next one would be succession planning. Um, so we often, you might've heard the term of buy-sell agreement. Mm -hmm. uh, so say uh, you and I are in business together, something happens to one of us. Well, without planning, now we're in business with our other partner's wife or their beneficiary. Now that may not be a bad thing, uh, but that person may not have the same skills, may not be interested in running the business uh, and would prefer to be bought out, right? So a life insurance plan uh, between two partners or, or multiple partners uh, can provide the liquidity when it's needed to buy that person out. Uh, and, and when you think about not just the money, but just the interpersonal relationships and the ability to do that are very powerful. You know, if I can underscore this for you, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, I did not have several years ago a buy and sell agreement with a, an important partner. We hadn't put them together yet. He was the healthiest guy on the team and he passed before we did them. Mm. And it made it made it for a very difficult time. So, uh, folks, if you're listening out there, please heed Tim's words mm. uh, with that. Roman, uh, with the business owner, I'm sure there are many more parts when assessing insurance needs. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, I think to Tim's point, I, I think the one key word that <clears throat> defines it all, it's complicated. Every situation is very complex and there's a lot of moving parts. And for us, it's understanding as far as what's underneath the hood. How do we sort of make this work for the overall business, the family dynamic and all? Um, what's happened of late, which we see is with COVID and everything else, is there's sort of a, a, a disconnect behind as to what people think their valuations are as far as a company and what it currently is. Certain businesses are clearly valued a lot more, whereas others are, let's just say, unfortunately not. So for us, it's coming in there, assessing, looking at the business model, making sure we start with what the business is worth. And then from that point on, we could ultimately plan and factor in the insurance parts of it as to what ultimately makes sense, right? Because we've seen many different situations where we have two owners, person passes away, their spouse comes into the business and it disrupts the business. And if not, it almost always creates complications. So for us, we start with the end in mind and really build backward from there because we clearly want to have a plan in place or roadmap. And, you know, the other part of it with the insurance is, as much as the focal point is the business, you want to integrate this on a personal level, right? Because there's two pieces here, the business part, and then you ultimately have the personal part, right? And those things should really speak to each other. And we find at times what does occur is that you have a business plan and then you have a personal plan. And then it's just like two separate different silos. Well, they have to be integrated, right? And that's ultimately part of our responsibility is to make sure. And then when business succession comes about, you have younger kids coming into the overall equation. It changes the entire dynamic. So 
The key here is to review, understand, and modify. Roman, another big topic for many, and this is personal in many ways, long-term care. What are your thoughts around this? Yeah, I mean, pivoting into this world, it, uh, you know, my experience with this and doing, doing insurance for 20 plus years, I, I still remember back in, in, I think it was 97, 98, I had uh, a cardiologist who was retiring and he said to me, and I remember, he goes, look, I'm retiring and I'm in my 60s and I want the best policy for my wife and I. And back then, Tim, I know you could attest to this, there were policies, which were these Cadillac policies, which you could literally get unlimited amount of benefits. Well, that ship has sailed years ago. And <laughs> unfortunately, those insurance companies mispriced a lot of these. But I think you had the foresight to see the importance of this particular type of uh, long-term care part of it. So for us, when we look at the planning process, it's something we weigh heavily and we make sure to have the discussion or conversation. What we find, it's an emotional, I hate using the word sale, but it really is. Unless you've gone through it, unless you have parents, unless you understand exactly as to the moving parts, it's it's a challenging type of a, a, a sale to an individual. But again, it's something as the narrative gets kind of deeper. And you know, the 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 irony of this whole thing, or at least when you when we are interviewing the retirees. One of their biggest concerns as of now is making sure one of the top two is that their kids do not take care of them. In other words, they want to have the flexibility of having their kids have the autonomy and independence to do what they want to do. Because what we're seeing now is a lot of the, the, the adults or at least the parents taking care of their parents and now they're taking care of their kids. So that's one of the key concerns. And for us, it's alleviating it. And, and look, ultimately, it's ensuring that piece of it. So it's, it's an important conversation and one that needs to be had constantly. Let's move to Tim now. Can you give us your thoughts on long-term care? And also, can you explain the types of policies that are available? Absolutely. And Roman, you really hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, I think the less experienced planners look at long-term care as a purely a financial question and protecting assets. Uh, and what I've learned through the years, it really is more of a uh, emotional uh, type sale. We get the family involved um, and people really uh, feel very strongly. Uh, and we're really talking about now, you know, baby boomers and aging baby boomers. They're independent people and they don't want to be a burden, uh, not only on their children, but on anybody else. So you really you're, you're right on with that. In terms of covering the risk, um, it's it's really evolved. Uh Going back, well, right about 30 years ago is when the first long-term care policies were rolled out, and there were dozens of companies providing coverage. Um, they didn't exactly get it right uh, in terms of their expectation of how many of those folks would end up on claim, uh, how many people would drop the policies, and even more importantly, uh, the low interest rate environment um, has really impacted their ability to make money on the reserves that they invest to back up those promises. So those things combined um, have resulted, and I'm going to say something that probably many listeners have read in the paper or gone through themselves or heard from a neighbor, uh, pretty significant rate increases on these policies through the years. So it kind of gave the industry uh, a black eye, even though it's very needed uh, and they're not bad people running these companies. It's just that it, they didn't really price them right. So though, of all those dozens of carriers, Right now, there are only a few 
uh, that, that are left, just, just really a couple of carriers that sell long-term care insurance. But, you know, as, as any industry, the life insurance business is very innovative, and there's a lot of very smart actuaries out there um, trying to develop uh, a, a better mousetrap, if you will. So there are two that I would mention. One is, is uh, traditional life insurance, uh, where you can add a feature, we call it a rider in our business, uh, to cover long-term care. So, uh, you know, I'm 56 years old. I have a life insurance policy in case something happens. Uh, I have a kid, couple kids, you know, in college. Uh, I have a rider on that policy that says if I needed long-term care, I can access the death benefit, the face amount, before I die. Okay. So for a little bit additional premium, uh, you can purchase that rider right on the life insurance that many people already think it makes sense to own. You know, so that's one way of doing it. Um, the other way is uh, what we call, we call it a hybrid. Um, and it's, it's technically a life insurance policy. But uh, whereas with a traditional life policy, your benefit is limited to that death benefit that you purchased. With the hybrid, you're able to get really a multiple um, of that amount of insurance. And people generally will take a, um, a lump sum of money maybe 50, maybe $100,000 and put it into a policy that says, hey, if, if I die, uh, it's worth $150,000. But if I ever need long-term care, it might be worth four or $500,000. Uh, so uh, two different kind of twists on using life insurance uh, to cover long-term care. And the real benefit, one of the real benefits of these, they're all guaranteed. They're fully guaranteed. Uh, and that gives people a lot of peace of mind that they know that whether they collect uh, on the policy needing long-term care or their beneficiaries ultimately collect, someone is getting a defined, guaranteed sum of money. Okay, that's that's an excellent explanation. Well, well done. Uh, Roman, how about disability policies? What are your thoughts? Yeah. And this is, again, dealing with business owners, um, we find ourselves having this discussion constantly. And and disability, what we feel is a bit misunderstood. And I, I know Tim will speak to this a little bit more. But look, we all, if one of us or some of us work for a corporation or a small business or a relatively larger business, you know, we go through this sort of uh, October, November timeframe. We go through our benefits and things like that. We choose short-term disability, long-term disability. Well, I don't think there's a real assessment as to what that may look, right? And as one's income grows, particularly for a, a mid-sized business owner, you really need to factor in if you have enough. I mean, I tell clients that, look, you insure your health, you insure your car, you, you have life insurance, but how many of us really look at this ability to insure the most important part, your cash flow, right? And what happens is many of us don't have enough of it or just don't understand as far as how it works. And there's various types of it. Uh, whether it's, there's different riders or things of that nature. But again, it's something when we do the planning process, we assess, we make sure you have enough. And then we look at if it makes sense to increase or perhaps decrease or eliminate completely. So, um, you know, I had a doctor back then where he had a disability policy for years, but he was stopping working. And he's like, well, should I keep continuing with this? So again, it's just having the conversation of does it make sense? Does it not make sense? Right. Because clearly in the financial planning process, it's something that has to be uh, addressed. Okay, what about you, Tim? What can you say about the need for disability insurance? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And uh, you're right, Roman. You know, uh, people are very, oh, 
fairly diligent about ensuring their important assets. You know, even if you go out and buy a Rolex watch, you know, people want to put that on their homeowners and I completely understand it. Uh, but you're thinking about paying, you know, a little bit of money to insure something that might have a value of 10, 20 or $30,000. Um, your most important asset probably isn't yeah. an asset at all. It's your ability to get up and go to work every morning. If you're a working person, um, you know, that that is worth more than probably any other asset that you own. Uh, and that conversation really should should be had. Uh, you know, if you think about, um, you know, 40, 50 year old person supporting a family uh, that has an accident or a sickness or what have you and is now disabled and can't work. Uh, it's almost worse than if the person passed away uh, because there is no life insurance paying out. Uh, there's no income coming in. And there could be significant new expenses because of that disability. So I know it sounds like a little bit of a negative conversation, but it's really just about planning. Um, and we, we usually tell a little story to people and we say, hey, listen, let's say you were being interviewed for a job and you got the job offer. And the employer said to you, okay, you're, you can make, you can get your salary one of two ways. The first is we're going to pay you 100000 a year as a salary. And if you get disabled, you get nothing. Or we'll pay you $98,000 a year. And if you get disabled, we're going to continue the $98,000 to your age 65. That difference being, you know, paying a couple thousand a year for disability income protection. And when you look at it that way, it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, the, the, one of the advantages is, or one of the objections that we hear is, well, I have that at work. Um, and that may be true, and it might provide some basic benefit for most people, uh, but it's it's really important to look at, especially for the little bit higher income people. Uh, it may not be a very sufficient or significant benefit that they're getting, and to add on that little extra level of protection is really not that costly. So it's worth having the conversation. Folks, you're listening to or watching Westchester Talk Radio, and the topic today is insurance. We are with our friends at Hightower Westchester. Specifically, we're with Roman Chosik, the managing partner and director of Hightower Westchester, and Tim Smith. He's the regional director from AIM Corps Insurance Group. Let's go back uh, to Roman uh, and about the issue of insurance and demands. Uh, are you finding a larger demand now uh, for new insurance or, or views of current policies, Roman? Yeah, I, I feel that the sort of the narrative has changed somewhat, right? And particularly not to focus in on COVID, I think people introspectively have just reassessed as far as who the, what they're doing and how they should be doing it. And I think it's a good thing and it's an important thing because it brings it back to basics and understanding as far as, look, you know what, if something happens to me tomorrow, is my family going to be okay, right? And, and to Tim's point, peace of mind, I mean, you can't put a price on that. And I feel that having that conversation around insurance is such an important one. And look, I, and Tim, you could say this as well. I mean, 25, 30 years or even 50 years ago, life expectancies were different and they're probably going to be different moving forward as well. People are living a lot longer and the policies need to be reviewed, right? Because rates 20 years ago or 15 years ago were significantly different as we all know where they currently are. And some of these policies, unfortunately, are going to implode. So you need to review that. This is not something that you buy, you put into the drawer, and you forget about it for 15, 20 years. 
It's something that needs to be assessed on a constant basis and reviewed. When we sit down with a prospect, it's something that is a priority for us to make sure we review it. And the only other thing I'll add just really briefly into it is that life changes, circumstances change, and, and whether people get divorced, they get remarried, whether they have children. Again, these are things that need to be looked at when you're factoring in insurance as well. The, the part around having the correct beneficiary, right? Many of us, again, forget about the policies and we don't change the beneficiary on the life insurance policy. And what happens is they pass away and the life insurance policy, the beneficiary on that supersedes anything that's in a will or whatever in a trust. So you have to be careful to make sure that you have the appropriate people as beneficiaries in that as well. So again, it's something to consider and, and it's having that team and someone like Tim, part of it to have that discussion as well. Tim, what type of trends do you see in the industry as far as underwriting and the number of companies in the various states? Yep, thank you. Uh, yeah, Roman mentioned uh, COVID and there was an immediate sort of knee-jerk reaction on the insurance company's part as you can imagine, uh, what kind of effect that would ultimately ha have on claims. Um, I think the structure, the size of the industry, the reinsurance agreements that are out there, um, companies have not had uh, much of a negative uh, response. Uh, so underwriting did tighten up a little bit initially. We see those uh, being a little bit more relaxed now. So, so that's good news. Um, every state... As you may or may not know, it's, it's, insurance isn't regulated at a federal level uh, in terms of product um, approvals and things like that. So New York State has a very, um, I don't know the word, rigorous uh, Department of Insurance, and it's uh, not easy uh, to get products approved, uh, and they do put a lot of uh, regulations on the companies. Uh, the idea is to protect a consumer, um, but that isn't always the end result. Uh, and there's been a few things over the past couple of years. Um, a cybersecurity regulation that's very, very stringent is one. Um, a reserving requirement is another one that they brought in a couple years ago. Uh, and those combined, uh, unfortunately, have forced a couple, uh, more than a couple carriers to exit the state of New York. And we're talking about, you know, household name, companies, you know, like Principal Life and John Hancock and Equitable. I mean, uh, insurance companies that have been around hundreds of years protecting millions of Americans are finding it difficult to do business in the state of New York. So, and I don't mean that as a, a, a big negative or scare tactic. There's still plenty of carriers available that we can go to, uh, but that is a little bit of a disturbing trend that we've seen. Before I say thank you and goodbye, final thoughts. Let's start with Roman. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks again, Bob, for, for having us here. Tim, thank you for joining and looking forward to working with the agency further out. Um, I, I think it's just like anything. It's, it's having the right team and, and having the right advisor to address these specific concerns and, and really having the discussion. And you know, the one thing I, I tell people is that um, – you know, in the ideal world, you want to have everybody sitting at the table, right? You want to have your advisor, the family, you want to have even kids understanding sort of what we're doing and why we're doing it, right? Because we've had situations where 
a somebody inherits a significant amount of money, they have no idea. They don't understand it. But for us, it's the educational piece. It's an important part of the overall process and making sure everybody understands their part, their role as to what needs to get done. And again, I think it's having, whether it's somebody like an advisor quarterback, the process to become that CFO, or whether it's somebody else in the overall team, it's making sure everybody speaks to each other. We're not, not, not doing things in a silo. Everybody needs to understand what's going on and why it's happening. Tim? Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with that, Roman. And uh, the, the one thing I would add is you've got talked a little bit about um, reviewing uh, in-force uh, life insurance. That is critically important. And you're right. Uh, I recently uh, had a, a family friend pass away, and the beneficiary of the life insurance uh, was his ex-wife. You know, and uh, fortunately, they're good people. She's doing the right thing. It was intended for the children, you know, and, and that's just a, a quick personal aside. Uh, but reviewing those things could be critically important. Uh, beneficiaries, the type of policy, the structure of the policy um, and the ability. We talked about some of these um, long term care life insurance opportunities. Some people you know, may have bought a plan 10, 20, 30 years ago for family protection, but their needs have changed. Their kids are out of the house. They're successful. They don't really need to replace income for them anymore. Maybe we can take that policy and repurpose it to cover the long-term care need, for example. Uh, so maybe just a simple switch may not cost the person anything other than moving a policy and provide a real strong benefit going forward. So if you don't have coverage and you want to have a conversation about what might make sense for you, that's that's number one. If you do have coverage and you want to get a second opinion, uh, should it be changed in some way? Can we repurpose it? Uh, that That's number two. And we're here to do that as well. So again, I, I, I tend to say it uh, once in a while, but working with financial advisors, you know, build those assets, but make sure you protect those assets too. Absolutely. You know, I'd like to go back <clears throat> to, to Roman one more time. You know, Roman, as someone who uh, anchors these podcasts, the thing that really impresses me, I mean, today's discussion was insurance, but insurance is protecting your assets. What assets to invest in is growing your wealth the different types of, of, of investments, the, the overall need to plan. Um, obviously, I know I am speaking to the choir, but could you say a little bit more about that? All these things are related. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's true, Bob. And, and I think to that point, right, it's, you can't look at each particular asset class as, as sort of different, right? You have to see how they all ultimately fit into the overall plan. And, and, I, and I think Tim summed it up well is, you know, we live in a world right now where there's uncertainty, whether, I mean, forget about the political piece of it just for a minute, but my, my, my takeaway is that there's so much unknown, right? From an estate planning point of view, how taxes are going to move in the overall scenario, right? And I tell people is that you need to adjust accordingly based upon where we think the world is moving or evolving to. And having the right assets in the right buckets are as if not more important, right? Like having a Roth component, as, as Tim alluded to, as far as having a piece of insurance policy where you could borrow or take some money out tax-free, to us, that's a tremendous value, right? Because for us, we try to control that tax delta. Right. You need people to understand and, and coordinate with the account as taxes change. Well, how are we going to minimize that requirement distribution 
because of all of a sudden your tax situation is as such, and it's going to put you in a higher tax bracket. Well, let's complement it with a life insurance policy, which will ultimately give us more flexibility. So again, it's, you know, we do a lot of time around modeling and there's no ideal or one solution, right? The one constant, as we all know, is it's going to keep changing and it's going to change five years from now. And if the estate plans change, we have to adjust accordingly. And again, it's having these conversations, whether it's with him or others, to make sure we're doing things in a proper manner. Well, I want to thank both of you. It, it's certainly been informative for me, and I'm sure our listeners. Folks, I'm Bob Marone for Westchester Talk Radio. You've been listening to yet another podcast with our friends from Hightower Westchester. We've just finished the topic of insurance. Uh, we were joined, of course, by Roman Chosik. He's the managing partner and director of Hightower Westchester. And Tim Smith, the regional director from AMCOR Insurance Group. Tim, it was a pleasure to meet you. Roman, as always, thank you very, very much for your time, gentlemen. Have a great day. Hightower Westchester is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Westchester and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Hightower Westchester and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor before establishing a retirement plan.